Welcome to Hang Time, brought to you by Backdoor Coverage. Today is Tuesday, March 7th. Let's do it. Again, back. Uh, it's tournament week, conference championship week. Um, it's also uh, NFL free agency. A lot of people kind of care about that one, a, just a little bit. NFL's taking over the world again. NFL's just like that. They were gone for like what, like two weeks? Yeah, they were like, uh, yep. This is <laughs> every year. There's like there's like one or two weeks the NFL really doesn't have anything going on, and then everyone else comes right back. Um, yeah, and now they're back, and now it's gonna be. A quarterback carousel, it's going to be a merry-go-round, it's going to be a circus, um, a lot of guys are going to get overpaid, um, and they're going to be pretty worthless. Um, Alright, Drew, so uh, what, are we, what are we looking at? I guess the biggest story right now, hot, is like the Mike Glennon saga that's going yeah. on here. So, I mean, he's throwing like 11 passes in his career, it's like this... Um it's like this Matt Flynn situation where he really hasn't played. Apparently Tampa offered him a boatload to be the backup, and he's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to be a starter. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting to see. I, mean, I don't know who's going to – I saw the Bears are interested in him. I don't know who else because Jimmy G's out there, and there's a lot of veteran guys out there like Romo and Alex Smith if he moves on or whatever the case may be. So – uh, should be. I mean, I'm sure someone's gonna offer him the huge deal. He's gonna get a huge. I I was reading something that um, it's probably a little ridiculous, but um, it was that Glennon might be a 15 million dollar quarterback. It's like we've seen this happen. Like I don't know, uh, like a bunch of times. Matt Castle, Brock Osweiler. We saw it. That's just last off season. Matt Flynn. Doesn't really um, work. Yeah, and uh, it doesn't really work. Um, but someone's gonna give him a shot because it's quarterback driven league, and the Bears. I think the Bears. It makes sense a little bit because you they know do have some weapons. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got some, but you can. They have what pick? They have the fifth pick, I believe, or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah. they have the fifth pick. So. Instead of using it on maybe if they don't love Trubisky or I really hope uh, not Watson, but apparently Deshaun Kaiser's rising up the ranks. But anyway, um, if they don't love a QB, you know, if you like Glennon, get him and then use the pick for a player to put around Glennon, so to speak. So I'm not a. I think Glennon the Bears makes a little bit of sense, but like, like we've seen him play a little bit, but it's just is he really that good? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, there's so much we don't know, but if you can get them, like, you know, if you can get, a, like, somewhere in the middle where you don't have to give them crazy money and you're a team like the Bears or the Jets, you can take a chance. And get, especially the Jets who are kind of going to be in this transition where they need going to need a guy for a year or two. Even if they draft a guy, they're not going to throw him right in with the bad product that they're going to mm-hmm. have uh, in front of them. So, I don't, for the Jets, it might not be the worst thing. It's better than Jay Cutler. 
Uh, yeah, it's better than Jay Cutler. I think it's gonna be, they're going to go Bryce Petty. Um, I get, I think the most talented guy that's a, just a free agent um, alone is probably Alshon Jeffrey. I don't think he's worth the most. Um, I mean, there's so I, I can't I could sit here and tell you every team he's connected to, but that's just everybody saying one thing or another. Um, so we'll see where he goes. I know the Eagles are like one of the bigger teams in the market Eagles for need any receiver. That can yeah, get. they really need a receiver, and there's a couple guys that are available. Um, so we'll see. I don't. I just Jeffrey's like he's gonna play like what ten games maybe. Like he's yeah, well, he'll get suspended one more time. And he gets suspended too. Yeah, he also said he wants to win the Super Bowl in Chicago last year, so you know he probably wants to go back. Uh. I guess, yeah. Matt Barkley and company. The Barkley franchise quarterback. So, I think, uh, I don't know. I, I, see Jeff, I can see Jeffrey going to the Eagles. Also, that trade of Brandon Cooks. Um, could you fucking imagine this? New England off of their first round pick for Cooks, and the Saints declined it. Now, I think the Saints declined it because they're like, they're like, no, we're not giving you another title. Like, they, why, like, they, everyone should. Join up, ally up, and be like, here's the deal. Let's stop letting New England win, okay? So we're not going to trade them anybody because they're making a trade. It's probably a good one. We're not going to cut anybody to them, you know? Let's gang up on New England because well, if Cooks went there, he is Edelman, but he's better than Edelman. He's a 100 times better than Edelman. Yeah, I mean, if the NFL teams were smart, they would stop trading with New England because every trade, the other team just gets ripped. I mean, they got, like, Eric Rowe for, like, a seventh-round pick. He, I mean, everyone, just everyone they get turns out to be great, and they, they're going to they're gonna trade in the draft this year. They'll probably trade their first-round pick to someone. They'll get an extra third-round pick, and whoever they take, the guy will be great next year. But, you know, that's, that's what happens. And I'm sure that's what will happen when they end up trading Garoppolo at some point. I think they're gonna hang. They're gonna. They might hang on then. I mean, it's tough because, I, what is he? He's got like another year or two on the deal, and Brady is probably gonna play at least another three years. Brady wants to play another seven. Yeah, so I mean, you got. I mean, if they were they were smart, they'd trade him. Obviously, at some point, you don't want to just lose him for no reason. Yeah, but uh, it's hard to you know because a lot of teams don't want to spend so much, especially a team like the Bears who needs. All these draft picks, I don't want to give away their draft pick for the quarterback, but he's probably, I mean, you look at him and maybe, you know, him over Glennon, he's definitely a better option there uh, and a better option than Romo for the Bears for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's, yeah, there's there's no quarterbacks other than Glennon that I could really see, uh, you know, really making an impact. That's a free agent right now. I know Kaepernick's probably the next guy, but is I don't think anyone's gonna really sign Kaepernick to be a starter. Um, so I don't really see that happening. Um, I think Brian Hoare is interesting. I um, mean, played pretty well for the Bears last year. I could see him coming in somewhere, uh, being a nice backup or coming into like a, you know, a rookie situation um, where he might have to start the first couple games and then they go to the uh, rookie or young guy. Jets. Jets. Now it's Cutler. Jay Cutler. Going to the Jets shirt here. Um, Running backs. There's a couple guys out there. Um, Anyone. Alright, so we got AP. Um, I don't know what you guys, what you think about him, but he's coming upon his 11th season 
um, which is crazy to think. Yeah, we got a bunch of old running backs that weren't. Yeah, I, I don't know what team. I just don't see what team he would fit with. I wrote about this. Uh, basically, the way Peterson runs, he's downhill only, and you know he lines up, uh, you know, quarterback under center, and he's got a pretty big ego. So, is AP going to be willing to go somewhere and be second? He's got to be second fiddle. There's no team that can bring him in. And be like, yes, yeah, our workhorse, and that same goes for um, Jamal Charles. Um, he's coming off another knee injury-ish year, and um, I think he could be a little versatile if he, you know, if he limit his touches. Uh, I think Philly would be interesting. They had they were connected to him already. Yeah, um, Peterson said today that he would be willing to take a pay cut to play for the Patriots, but first of all, I don't see him wanting to take a pay cut because some team is going to overpay for him. Yeah. And then, you know, Belichick will just not give him carries, like, you know, it's not just like, oh, he's going to show yeah. up, so we're going to run the ball 25 times. No, like, there's going to be a game. He's going to get seven carries. And, but, uh, you know, it's it'll be interesting to see if he really cares about winning that much, if he wants to take a pay cut, or if he wants to go to somewhere like Tampa, who, you know, will probably give him a lot of money. I've seen Green Bay, um, but he'd probably have to go for less. And Green Bay doesn't really sign a lot of guys. Um, and Charles, I think Charles is probably the... Charles is more shot than Peterson because, you know, we haven't even seen Charles play the last few years. No, but I think he could be, like, I think he has, like, more upside if you just bring him in. We can as, catch the ball. Yeah, if you bring him in as, like, a, a you know, not, he's going to get a couple of carries here and there, but if he makes most of his work, you know, catching passes out of the backfield, I think he could be a decent weapon. Um, I, I don't know if I want to write off Charles yet. Um, Eddie Lacy's also a free agent. Uh, Green Bay's trying to re-up him. And LeGarrette Blunt. Uh, Latavius Murray is out there. And I I think he's it's he's the best running back on the market. I, you know who I think? I, I think he's going to be exactly like Lamar Miller. Like Lamar Miller, Miami just like never got carries. They never gave him the ball. And now he's just really good in Houston. And o- like Oakland, he had, he had big games where he got carries. And then there were some games where they just... You know, they didn't give him the ball enough, and he didn't really get going. So Yeah, I think a team, I would, um, I think he's going to have a pretty good year if he gets to the right spot. Um, I, guess, I think the Eagles, like, it's funny, like, all these guys, I'm like, ah, oh, the Eagles could use him. Because, like, they have a quarterback, and they have no offensive players. Um, yeah. So, they, I think, like, a signing, like, a, a Murray and maybe, like, a, a Marshall would be good for them. Uh What's the Jets just cut B Marsh? What do you think about Marshall? Uh, could he be? Could he be wearing big blue colors? Blue yeah, I mean, game? when it first when it first came out, you know, he's obviously a guy who's had personality issues in his past before. But um, the Giants are, you know, need a tall receiver on the outside to play with Beckham and Shepard. Uh, physically, he's a good fit. I just don't know if uh, the Giants want Beckham and Marshall in the. Same locker room hanging out all the time, but yeah, um, be... it's definitely that would be a good fit. Uh, I've seen the Patriots, which would I mean, you know, that would make all the sense in the world. He just plays for the Jets, goes right to the Patriots, wins Super Bowl. Yeah, um, I mean, but there's there's a lot of teams, a lot of contending teams that would want that guy. I could see like Kansas City if they wanted him, but Kansas City's kind of loaded there with Hill and Macklin, and they don't really yeah, sign a lot of guys. I don't see it. So. Maybe Philly, but like Philly, Brandon Marshall would be a disaster. What about Philly brings back Deshaun Jackson? 
Yeah, that I get. Deshaun Jackson is rumored to all thirty-two teams. I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, the latest one's Tampa. That's interested in them. Yeah, I thought I actually kind of like that. That you get, you got yeah. Jackson and Evans, and they they've had they've had like Adam Humphreys and Cameron Brait, they a couple other guys. They re-signed Jaquiz Rogers today. You know, maybe get another running back to play with him. You know, wide receiver, wide receiver, believe it or not, is like really deep this free agency, I think. Jeffrey, Terrell Pryor, Jackson, Pierre Garçon, Kenny Britt, Brandon Marshall, Michael Floyd, and then even guys like, you know, Torrey Smith, um, Kenny Stills, Kendall Wright, Corderell Patterson, if someone wants to actually use him, um, Ted Ginn, he's a bomb threat. Not a bit. yeah, yeah, there's a ton of like I mean, if, if you if you like Deshaun Jackson and but you don't want to pay Deshaun, you can get Ken Tegin. He's a similar style player. He just sometimes drops a 80 yard pass. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of productive guys. I think it's just a matter of whether you're trying to go through the draft and get younger guys, or or you're going for the older guys that have you know personality issues with you know, like Marshall and Jackson who might cause problems there, but if you got a veteran team and you can bring in one of those guys, I mean, they're definitely going to help a lot, especially if you can get them at the right price. Yep. Um, and then the cornerbacks, uh, they're going to be... Well, San Diego cut flowers today. He's, he's decent. It's all right. I mean, you got Morris Claiborne, Brandon Carr, Prince of Mukamura, Logan Ryan, Stephen Gilmore, A.J. Boye. Uh, there's some good corners, but you know they're going to get paid like fucking kings because they played cornerback and they have a pulse. Yeah, well, yeah, A.J. Boye, guy from uh, Houston, like he had, he had a good year and he played well in the playoffs. He'll get paid millions on millions. I mean, Nandi was everyone thought he was the best corner ever. He, yeah. Philly paid him all the money in the world, and then he played like one year. So... I mean, it's it's really tough in the NFL to spend a lot of money. It works out for the Giants last year. It actually did work out with signing Snacks and Vernon and Jenkins. But mm-hmm. for most teams, I mean, it really backfires ninety percent of the time. Yeah, that's why I think the route obviously is the draft. But there's going to be a lot of teams spending money because they're trying to look for a quick fix before they get fired. Um, that's basically what it is. Uh, and then. I, you know, there's some guys that could be traded, like a Romo. Kirk Cousins was thrown around there a little bit. Um, Redskins could move him. Um, Romo for Kirk, and then what was the other team in that deal? There was a there's a big rumor that Kirk wants to play in San Francisco for Shanahan because he plays he loves playing with him in Washington. Or, yeah, in Washington. So, uh, that, I mean, I just can't see Washington pulling off a trade. That that would uh, you know because they're a competitive team that can win right now. And how are how are you giving up Cousins and getting a quarterback in return that it's going to be able to be productive now? Like, yeah, San Fran a- is funny because they legit don't have a quarterback on their roster. Like they don't have no. one guy, no. so they obviously have to get somebody. Um, I think they're going to draft somebody and then sign someone. Kind of, uh, I think they'll go like a second, third round QB. Um, and then maybe go, like, uh, sign a veteran guy. Maybe, like, a Hoyer. I don't know. It's, like, it's going to be ridiculous. I, yeah, I just, like, there's a lot of rumors about Cousins and are they going to move him or, like, 
a three-team deal with Romo in San Francisco and Dallas. Um, I just can't see them making a trade because there's nowhere else for them to go. And then I don't really see Dallas being able to make a trade because everyone knows that they have to get rid of Romo. So I think they'll just cut him. Yeah, Romo's so, going to get cut, yeah. Yeah, so Romo's going to get cut, and it looks like he's going to sign with Denver or Houston possibly. But uh, I think Cousins will end up having to play out the year, which is kind of ridiculous why they don't just – I mean, they could pay the guy. They could still pay him now while they have him under the tag. But, uh, you know, he's been really productive the last two years, and you, it's hard to find a quarterback that's been, you know, that productive over the last few years. Yeah, he's valuable. So I don't know really what would they do. Like you said, I don't know what they would do if they decided to trade Cousins and not going to get a quarterback back. Um, yeah. I, I don't think they want a Romo. I don't really want to make sense for them. Would be interesting to see Romo in the NFC East, though. That'd be fucking sick. Yeah, I mean, it's just like it's hard to see. Like, you would have him going to Washington, and like Washington's like got this team, and then we're like, oh, yep, we just traded our quarterback for some picks. Well, that's not really gonna help you. Yeah, and they don't have any receivers either. Yeah, they're losing Garcon. They're losing Jackson. They got Jameson Crowder and Jordan Reed. That's pretty much it. And. Kind of no running back. They got like Matt Jones and Rob Kelly, or like, I don't know, is both of those guys a running back they're going to go with? Yeah, they would be fucking terrible if they just decided to get rid of Cousins. They don't have any talent, really. Cousins carried them low key the last couple of years. Um, I get the one, the other team that's on the fence, their QB's Buffalo. Like, one day they're keeping him, the next day he's gone. One day they might keep him. Next day, oh, we might get rid of him. So they have no idea what they're doing with Tyrod Taylor. They're still on the fence. Um, I, I think the Jets want Tyrod Taylor already. Um, he's okay. Like I don't think he's amazing. I don't think he's really going to make your team like 20 times better. But he has been playing under Rex Ryan. So uh, maybe that's why you know he hasn't been great because Rex Ryan doesn't have a good uh, pedigree with QBs. I mean, you're not winning the Super Bowl with Tyrod Taylor, but you could definitely, definitely make a playoff playoff run. I mean, Buffalo had some success. They just, I mean, they had Rex Ryan, who's obviously has proven to be a terrible coach in this league. Uh, I definitely think he could be productive. They had some weapons there with McCoy. I mean, it's Tyrod Taylor's weird. Like, he had games where he throws for 90 yards, and then he's got games where he throws for 350. So, I think if he was in a place where you surrounded him with weapons, um he could be productive, but I mean, in Buffalo, he didn't really have that much. But if, if you put him on the Jets, who does he have? Um, well, they might cut Decker too now. Yeah, cut Decker, cut Forte. We'll just play a bunch of rookies. They could cut Decker, and then they have Quincy Nunwa, um, Robbie Anderson. That's it. Like Matt Forte, Bilal Powell. Jets are going to be bad, and I think they're trying to tank. I think the Jets. I think the Jets. Should. I think their best approach would be cut the crap, just draft. Don't draft the QB unless you love Deshaun Watson or Trubisky or someone late. Um, and then I would play Petty um, and even maybe Hackenberg just to see what he's got. Um, you fucking win two games, which is kind of pathetic to say you're tanking, but you win two games. Now you're the first pick, and now you can get your. You know, hopefully there's a top quarterback at the draft uh, next year, or if not, you're going to get a stud player. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the way to go for them. Uh, cause there's, there's no point in trying to win this year, obviously. 
just looking at their talent on the roster. Yeah, I mean, they got rid of if they were, if they had any intent on trying to win, they would have just kept Marshall. But um, yeah, I, I that's what I think I would do. I would just basically try to tank almost and get a good pick next year, and uh, you know, hopefully find the QB. I mean, that's basically what the game is: find a quarterback. And which yeah. is why I don't know what the Redskins are doing. Why are they trying to get rid of Cousins? Yeah, that, that's the whole point. Like, you, you work to find a quarterback. You finally found a quarterback. You're obviously going to have to pay him with the way the league is. You just you have to pay your quarterbacks. No, like, any franchise quarterback, they're getting, they're getting paid over $20 million regardless. So I don't see what the weight is to lock him up to a deal. He's not going to all of a sudden get worse unless you don't surround him with the talent that you've had. So... It's interesting what they're trying to do in Washington. Not really sure, but uh, I mean, like that's the whole goal: find the quarterback. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a merry-go-round. Uh, should be fun to watch. All of the. Uh, I, but I, I in the same at the same time, it's just like free agency to me. It's like they sign a guy, and then two years later, he, he most of the time he just finds himself cut. Yeah, well, that yeah, that's the thing with the NFL. Like NBA free agency, if some guy signed to a five-year deal, like you can't just cut him. Like you're gonna have to either either trade him or you gotta live with that contract if it's an awful contract. But um, I mean, in pretty much any league, you have to live with it. And besides, yeah, the NFL was just wild that you can just sign a guy to a huge deal. He gets his guaranteed money, but other than that, you can just cut him whatever you want. That's basically like like. For example, Brock Osweiler's getting sixteen this year, and then after next after this year, none of the money's guaranteed, so it's they're just gonna cut him. So he's not even gonna see the whole contract he's signed. Yeah, and I mean that's what makes that's what makes Tony Romo a possible a possible destination for him if he if he did get cut, which would be very interesting. Yeah, I think he'd fit there. I think Houston's got a good team, and they have never had a quarterback in their, like, history of franchise sites, like Matt Job for a couple of years, and then he turned into a pick-six machine. Um, so let's let's try to get Romo, Houston. Maybe we can actually do something and not play on Saturday at 4.30. Yeah, I'll play on Sunday. Sunday at 1. How about that? How about that? Um, so we got the hoops. Hoops is hot. Um, the we got the little mid majors that punch in the tickets. Um, I'm this is like my next Thursday. Like this is big time betting season. Yeah, dude. Next Thursday is gonna be ridiculous. It's I mean, just, you got you got this week. This week starting tomorrow. Basically, you got hoops all day starting at noon. <coughs> from, from oh today yeah, from, Sunday, from today <laughs> from today until Sunday, you got all the conference tourneys. And then what? Starting on starting on Tuesday and Wednesday, you got the first four, and then that first weekend from Thursday to Sunday. Oof! It's gonna be amazing. My favorite that Thursday, Friday. Actually, the Friday Friday's tough because I'm usually lost money, and I'm like, ah, I gotta and like sweat it out so many games because like your brackets. You gotta done. yeah, you gotta well, you gotta bet every game. I mean, there's no there's no point if you don't bet every game. There's only 16 of them. Come on, you got to get them in. Uh, this only happens once a year, folks, so don't waste it. <laughs> don't be picking one game on Thursday. Don't waste your time. Um, yeah, and then Friday, I'm usually like, oh, I got to do this again? And it starts at 12? Oh, here we go. <laughs> and then 
I mean, most of the time, I kind of start to lose interest after the first weekend because I'm like, fuck this. Well, after the first weekend, your bracket's done and you're broke. So, <laughs> usually, you're just, you're, just, you're just zoned out, and then the next thing you know, it's the Final Four. But it's it's the best weekend of the year. Um, you know, it's, it's the best basketball games of the year. You got you got this team that you've never heard of. They're going to beat this uh, big-time school. Duke's going to lose in the first round. That's always fun. So, uh, you know, it doesn't get any better. It really doesn't. No, it's pretty awesome. Um so who do you? It's early, so I don't know who you like, but uh, who do you? Who do you like? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the NCAA, like the tournaments, like all our matchups. Like if you play this like crazy school, it's just they're going off and you know whatever, and you lose in the first round. But uh, the teams, the teams are on my short list. Are Oregon? Uh, they were top five to start the year. They got Dylan Brooks. They pretty much brought back their whole team from last year who uh, made a deep run with the Elite Eight. I uh, really like them. UCLA, another one. Lonzo Ball's been great the whole year. They've lost like they lost like three games all year. So uh, they've been pretty great. And then I like Kansas. I bet them all three of those times. <laughs> I just want to say. And then I like Kansas, but every year, like literally every year I pick Kansas, and they fuck me in the either Elite Eight or they lose in the Final Four every year. Um, but... They, I mean, they've been great all year. Uh, they got Josh Jackson and Frank Mason is probably the player of the year. So um, You know who's not you know, going to win see, it? Gonzaga. Uh, Gonzaga? Uh, you know what? They'll lose in the Sweet 16. They'll, they'll, win their, they'll barely win their first two games. It's crazy how they get... They basically get a one seed every year, and then they never do anything. Well, here's the thing. They get a one seed, and they play three ranked teams a year. So they play all these garbage teams. They play St. Mary's. It's the only um, team they play. Yeah, they play St. Mary's. That's a tough game occasionally. And then uh, they play so, like two out-of-schedule, out-of-conference games that are, uh, you know, against ranked teams. Or they In, like, November. Up, so they're not tested at all going into the tournament usually. A couple times they make a run, but uh, I don't, you know, I don't really see it this year. It's nothing, nothing special. And every year they're like, oh, this is Gonzaga team. Oh, this is the best team ever. <laughs> yeah, there's some... Uh... Let's just say I like I try to stay away from the big dogs. I like Oregon a lot. Um, I also like um, I'm kind of in on Arizona. Um, they're kind of a big dog, but they're right below that like top tier most of the time. Um, I like Arizona. Uh, you know they they played UCLA tough all year, and they one game they just straight up blew them out on the road. Um, I think Arizona can be sneaky. Um, Kentucky, they're ranked eighth. They haven't got it really going all year, which is scary. Always scary because they've done this before. Like, ah, they've kind of muddled through the season, and then the tournament comes, and they, you know, they start to make noise. So, um, that's interesting, Kentucky. And, um, also, I like some of those, like, uh, Big East, like, Butler. Like, they've beaten Villanova twice. Um, so they're on my radar. They can beat big teams. Uh, school's been there before. And just because of their name, they're pretty much a, they're a basketball powerhouse at this point. Um, so I like them. And I think, like, I'll throw in, like, Louisville because they're, oh, they're always, like, tournament tested. Whether they're ranked, I think they're in, like, 24th this year or something, 19th, 20th. They're in the low half of the rankings, but, 
I would never really put Louisville out of the question either. Yeah. And even Syracuse. Syracuse is a weird team. If they, they always, get, they always like, they barely get in and then they make runs. It's, uh, they kind of do the same thing every year, it seems like. 100%. And then uh, I'll give you two teams to bet against in the first weekend. What? You're going to want to bet against two teams from the Big 12, the Baylor Bears and the West Virginia Mountaineers. Uh, West Virginia presses all game and they can't score. So there's going to be a mid-major team that's going to get hot. They'll beat them. And Baylor's been overrated all year. They had a hot start to the year. Uh, they've been struggling down the stretch. They're not really that good. So uh, bet against them, and you're welcome. Okay, thanks. Um, yeah, I always loved Baylor. I loved them last year. Um, and I, they really, I think I picked them to win it all against Villanova, something like that. But they kind of screwed me over. Um yeah, I can't I, right now. I can't go too much into who I think is going to win because I don't know what the bracket is. You know, I gotta yes. sit down. I gotta, I gotta have my Sunday night after the show. Gotta dive into the numbers, see who's good. There's some teams I got my eye on already, but um, then you know we'll see. We'll see who takes the W. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, well, like this happened last week. The NHL trade deadline kind of disappointing. Nothing like crazy, uh, especially for us. Because the Islanders didn't do anything. We didn't get Matt Duchesne. Um, we called up Hosang. That's good news. Uh, other than that, they didn't do anything. Um, but for the most part, a lot of trade, the bigger trades came the, the days leading up to the deadline, like the Shattenkirk. I think the Shattenkirk deal is huge um, for Washington. They're pretty much loaded if they don't win it this year. They didn't year. really give up that much. And they didn't give up a lot that... The one that was, like, bizarre was the Ben Bishop trade. I Like, what are the Kings doing trading for a goalie? They traded Peter uh, Budaj, who was, like, give the guy credit. We thought, we, as soon as Quick got hurt in the beginning of the season, I mean, we put them away, the Kings. We're like, all right, well, they're pretty much shot. They got Peter Budaj the rest of the season. And he played his ass off, kept the Kings in the playoffs for most of the year or around the playoff spot. Um, now Quick's back, and you trade Budaj to get Ben Bishop. Ben Bishop also played in his first game a couple nights ago. He got absolutely lit up for four goals against the Canucks. Um, that was a weird trade to me. Um, and then, like, yeah, you just got your your rentals for, like, mid-round picks that went, uh, you know, like your Jerome McGinley's. <laughs> um, Mark Streit yeah. ended up on the Penguins. And that was actually a big move for them. They have no D-men right now. You know, the Rangers, yeah, Brendan Smith. More just, yeah, a lot of depth, uh, like depth moves for these teams, like extra defensemen, uh, third line secondary scores uh, for most of these contending teams. Uh, you know, you're getting a lot of guys that hope, you're hoping that can help you down the stretch and you're giving away a fourth to sixth round pick. And, you know, it's usually it's a good move if you're a team that's contending. You can get a little offensive help, but... Um, Looking at the playoff picture for the East, it's really, you know, it's the Islanders in Toronto and Florida for that last spot. And then looking out West, it's St. Louis and L.A. for that last spot. And other than that, uh, you know, teams are kind of just jockeying for position within their divisions. Everything else, the teams are kind of set up for that stretch run. And, you know, the favorites are looking like Washington and Chicago. But um, as we know, Washington hasn't fared so well in the playoffs in previous years. What do you think about the way the NHL set up, uh, the way they do the 
three and three, and then the two and two. Because the other night, um, Rangers are playing Columbus, and basically these two are battling for the third seed in the East. Um, and I think that would net them a game against Pittsburgh at the a series yeah. against Pittsburgh at the moment. So, and then the loser would be. Well, I should say the loser. The seventh seed would be playing Montreal, who's been um, pretty terrible lately. They, they, that division's been pretty bad. They, uh, Montreal's been up and down. So it's definitely a better matchup if you play Montreal. Kind of like the Islanders last year. They kind of packed it in the last uh, couple days of the season once they clinched, and instead of playing Pittsburgh, they got um, they got Florida, which you know they were able to beat, but. They want a Stanley Cup or anything, so I don't know what you think about it. I kind of like it because it keeps teams alive. Um, it's a little more interesting. It's like kind of fun to uh, figure out who's playing who. But it was almost like Rangers fans are like happy they lost, so like don't have to play Pittsburgh. But like in the long run, guess what? Gonna if you don't want to play Pittsburgh, you probably have to play them the next round. So I don't really know what the big deal is. Yeah, I mean, I like it in the sense that it keeps, it amps up the rivalries. Like, you know, you got Washington, you got Columbus playing in Pittsburgh, and, it, you know, whoever wins that is going to be playing Washington the next round. Or if you got Montreal, Boston, or something like that in the playoffs, like some of the best rivalries are going to be kept going. But on the other hand, you're kind of like, why can't we just have the best eight teams get in and that's it? Yeah. So, because, I mean, there's going to be one year there'll be a team that gets screwed out because one division was terrible, and you're going to have, say, the Islanders, you know, just for example, just say they had 90 points, and the team that comes in third in the Atlantic's going to have 85, and they're going to get in. It's also but, based on, yeah, it's also based on the division. So, like, the Metropolitan Division this year is ridiculous. It's stacked um, with the the four, the. Fucking four teams who have like eighty plus points, and then you even have like the Islanders, the Flyers aren't great, but they're still for a sixth team in the division with you know almost seventy points. I mean that's pretty good. Um, that division is like really deep. There isn't really like a terrible team, and the East isn't really like terrible in general. The West has got some bad clubs. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't really find a big deal. But um, so basically down the stretch, like. What do you think? Like, are we getting in? Like, I mean, lately, lately no. we haven't really, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're right, because you see the game yesterday, or whenever the fuck we played. I mean, you just you just see how it's going. Like we're like we're playing Grice every night because Ruby. I guess we just lost all confidence. He's not playing anymore. Um. You know they've still been they've been, obviously been playing a lot better since the, since weights come on, but you know Toronto's right behind them. Toronto and Boston are both still playing well. Uh, you know you're gonna have to see that push from the Islanders. Like we've been kind of up and down, up and down, haven't really gotten that streak, and they're gonna be playing tough teams in their division down the stretch. So that's gonna that's really gonna be the true test, and if then if Grice can hold up playing you know so many games over the last what is it. 20 games or so, 18 games. Yeah. I mean, right now they are in a spot, one point above Toronto, um, which they've been the same thing. One game they look really good. They can't keep the puck out of the net. That's their problem. They don't have much defensive. And that's when the Islanders' problem all of a sudden. Which, which is like, yeah, we need to call it Pulak. I don't really talk about the Islanders too much. But 
in the NHL world, it's, you know, they're in a spot, and they're battling. We were in last place at one point. Um, I just, I don't know. I just don't, they have to really figure out what the fuck they're doing in the defensive zone. They are literally ridiculous. They can't get the puck out of the fucking zone. And then when they get in the other zone, it's a two-on-one the other way, or four-on-one. Make it four-on-one. So, if they don't fucking make the playoffs, I'm going to be pretty... Um, you know, irate, um, to say the least, uh, women, you know, even if they do make it, they're going to be playing Washington, but hey, listen, Washington shit the bed, it's hockey, we took them to seven two years ago, so I don't think it's impossible, I, I'm not like, oh, well, it's not the NBA, basically, you know, it's like, oh, the Heat snuck into the eight, which actually, I shouldn't even say that, the Heat have beaten the Cavs the last two games back to back, but... For the most part, you're sneaking in like, like the Pelicans get in. They're not gonna beat the Warriors. Uh, no, not, yeah, but yeah. like in the West, like for example, like Minnesota. Uh, say Minnesota's playing L.A. in the first round. Everyone's not like, oh, well. Yeah, I, I might pick. Round. I might pick the Kings. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, the uh, NHL is obviously. Let's get in, man. You just gotta yeah. get in. Like. We saw the Flyers, what was it, a couple years ago, they got to the Stanley Cup as the eight seed. There's been seven or eight seeds that have gotten, you know, all the way to the Cup Final and the Conference Final. So, if you got a, if you got a hot goalie and a couple hot scores, I mean, it's really it's really easy to make a run. You want, so, we need one I mean, hot scorer. Yeah. Let's get I mean, one, yeah. let's get one hot scorer. And well, then a we couple. Got we got one. We got JT. And then Bailey. Or Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Grice hasn't been hot, but I can't even blame Grice. Like you, the game against the Flames, he's just getting fired, fired, and oh. then they scored one, and then he was like, "Fuck this." Yeah, not 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 to go like all Islanders, but like he made sixteen saves, and they were it was zero zero with six minutes to go in the first, and then all of a sudden it's four nothing. Yeah, so and I can tell you that's not all his fault. But, uh, no, should be interesting down the stretch. No, and what about uh, the Pelicans? Uh, the boogie experiment so good. far. <laughs> They're looking good. Okay, like <laughs> if, if everyone thought that uh, trading Demarcus Cousins, it was going to trade Demarcus Cousins. Like if they trade him to anywhere, like Sacramento's <laughs> like this just big ball pit. Okay, the the ball pit of the NBA. Yeah, they traded him to the second ball pit of the NBA, the New Orleans Pelicans. Okay? Yeah. It's not exactly changing the Boogie Cousins culture. Like, yeah, I think they're like one in five, and then they had another win, and he didn't even play because he got his 18th technical. Yeah, and then last night he got last night he got into a yelling match with a fan. Um, you know, I was I was really questioning if that was going to work out. I could very well see them training him in the off season because uh, you know odds are they're not going to be able to pay Davis and Cousins. So if they can move them during the draft or something uh, to get some more picks or get a get a younger player that could help them and move on, because at this point, like just looking at Cousins and seeing where he's been, so I mean he hasn't been in great situations, but I mean it's just really it's not looking like he's a guy that's easy to play with or can be part of a winning culture. Hundred percent, and they're probably not going to make the playoffs. Thought we'd sn- <clears throat> thought they'd sneak in, but um, it looks kind of bleak at this point. Um, that's all we got for you guys today. Uh, check us out, backdoorcoverage.com, uh, Twitter, uh, for all the, the good stuff.
Sense when I got millions on my mind.